0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and an extraordinarily, I mean extraordinarily special guest all the way from South Florida, by way of Maryland, by way of University of Florida. He is a 30-year mortgage professional. He's an instructor at Gold Coast Schools. He is a mortgage loan originator with Halpern and Associates. He has his own website called MortgageCommander.com, and his name is Bill Benson. Bill, welcome to the Loan Officer Podcast.
1: Thank you, Dustin. It's a privilege to be here with you and to be able to chat with the people and give them some guidance and instruction.
0: Yeah, so we are on hundred episode of number 120-something. And for the past seven months, the number one request And the most questions that John Coleman and I answer on a daily and weekly basis has everything to do with young professionals, whether they're young in life or young in their career, young professionals looking to enter into the business and they need to take their their NMLS uniform state test. They need to take the, the safe pre licensing 20 hour course and then they need to study and they need to pass the exam. And they come to me a guy who for the past 13 going on 14 years has worked for a bank owned independent mortgage banker, which means I've never been required to actually take the 20 hour course study and pass the exam. Now I've had to do my own fair share of continuing education. I sat through a bunch of courses in order to obtain my CMB, but I'm not you. I'm not an instructor with Gold Coast Schools. I don't have my own website that helps people prepare for the NMLS. (laughs) So I mean, I I sincerely thank you for taking the time to to come on the show because by the way, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is what Bill and I are gonna cover. Everything you've wanted to know about preparing and studying for and passing the NMLS uh, uh, exam, that's what Bill's on here today. But before we get started, If you're tuning in for the first time because this particular title caught your attention, please know that we are not that new. We've been around for the past year and a half. You are tuned in to The Loan Officer Podcast. We can be found on Spotify. We can be found on Apple iTunes. And you can also subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at The Loan Officer Podcast. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn at The Loan Officer Podcast. And you can also connect with me, Dustin Owen, LinkedIn. You can connect with Bill. On linkedin as well but i think they find you under william benson is that correct that's correct all right very good and your website is mortgage commander.com which we'll talk about a little bit later in the episode but like first and foremost let's like jump right into this i want to become a mortgage loan originator where do i start bill
1: all right that's a great question dustin the beginning is actually not necessarily taking the class First thing you have to do is register with the NMLS and get an NMLS number, which you and I both have. Now then, the class itself is a 20-hour class. Everybody in the country, no matter where you are, doesn't matter if you're in California, Maine, Florida, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, you need to take the 20-hour course. Now in addition to the 20-hour course, each state has its own specific requirements. As you know from being a mortgage banking, and just as an example, Florida, Georgia, we share a common border. You get up to North Florida, South Georgia, there's not much of a difference.
0: Not, no, not at all.
1: But Georgia is a title theory state, meaning we use a deed of trust for the security instrument and The security instrument, of course, as we know, is what hypothecates the property. That's what the borrower signs, pledging to repay the debt, along with the note, which is the promise that I will repay Florida, we're lean theory. What does that mean? It means we use the mortgage. So two different security instruments, yet there's a river that separates the two states. And it depends on whether you're in a title theory state or a lean theory state as to which instrument you're going to
0: use. Okay, so the first thing I have to do, which I didn't know this. Like, I, I think I'm going to love this episode as much as the listeners and the viewers are going to love it. So the first thing you do is actually go on the NMLS, uh, which is what NMLS.gov.
1: No, it's the NMLS State Registry. It's their resource center. Okay. So if somebody were to Google, the best way to do this is NMLS Resource Center, will be the very first thing that comes up. They go to the webpage, and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little button that says log into the NMLS. You click that, and you say, well, wait, I don't even have an account. Why am I clicking log in? Because that's the way they set it up. Okay. Just up front to prepare everybody. This website is one of the most difficult, convoluted websites to find anything on I've ever dealt with. And as I mentioned that, every month, everybody in the class is shaking their head (laughs) up and down. You have to go in there from time to time, same
0: thing. Yeah, once a year. Once a year, I have to log in and attest that nothing has changed, or if something has changed, then I need to update the system with all of my pertinent information. So the first step is to actually obtain an NMLS number.
1: Right. Any cost to that? uh no the cost there's no cost to get a number in fact you can call up you can sign up you can go online you sign up for a class but you've got to have an nmls number before you take the class because that's how the school lets the nmls know hey dustin jc bill they took the course and they completed the course otherwise you don't have the education requirement and without the education requirement you can't get licensed that
0: makes perfect sense after like five years of sitting on the sidelines watching everyone else invest in crypto I finally today said, you know what? I wanna invest in crypto. The first thing I had to do is go to like a, a, a website like Coinbase and I had to uh, obtain a username and create a password. I still don't own any crypto because I haven't figured out how to get my money out of my checking account into that Coinbase account, but it makes sense. In order for me to get started in that type of investing, I have to create an account. In order to even sign up for my 20 hour pre-licensing course, I need to first obtain an NMLS number I'm guessing the second thing is then sign up for the course, sign up for the course. Okay. And then anything in particular, I mean, courses for the most part have been either in-person or online, COVID hit, most have been online, Uh, but anything I should know about signing up for the course, any particular, I mean, obviously we've plugged it and I'll plug it all over again. I mean, you are an instructor for Gold Coast, Correct. Um, but there's, there's other national companies. There's, um,
1: there's some local companies to Florida, there's national companies so the format is instructor-led okay then there's hybrid which i actually do one of these a month which is instructor-led with students in the classroom but we're doing a live stream and i tag team teach that with the other primary instructor for gold coast because if you have more than 50 people on the live stream you have to have a moderator on a web-based live stream class so that what Gold Coast has decided is they will take their two most senior instructors. We've both been teaching for over 25 years. I've got over 30 years in the business. He's got close to 30 years in the business. We know our stuff. Yep. And so you get your, you can do that, or you can do a web-based class where it's self-paced. You've got to complete it and. You've got two choices, five-day format, 14-day format, but that's because that's the way the NMLS sets it up.
0: So five days would be four hours a day for for five days. Fourteen would be do the math, about an hour and a half, two hours a day for 14 days. Correct. Um, I think I've seen other places, because I made a vow, I made a pact, I'm actually going to go through this. I don't need it. It'd be great to have. I'm sure I'll learn something or I'll relearn something but is it possible to do two 10-hour days? Yes, some okay. of the
1: schools have set, gotten approved by the Office of Financial Regulation, actually through the NMLS, that they do two 10-hour days. There's no magic format. 10-hour days, you're gonna typically go from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and you get a 10-minute break for every classroom hour. So each classroom hour is 50 minutes. So theoretically, yes.
0: Out of curiosity, I'm gonna throw, put you on the spot here, Bill. Would you recommend 14, five or two?
1: My recommendation is obviously tainted, if you will. Go to the live class if at all possible or do the live stream. There's interaction you get with the instructor that you don't get in a webinar. And even on the live stream, you're not getting the same interaction that you get from the instructor and the other students. You get an opportunity to network because sometimes when people come to class, they have no idea where they're gonna work. Oh no. My cousin said go get this license because i'm in real estate and i'll send you all my loans well that's great now here you are well where do i go to work i can't tell them because when i'm teaching the class i represent gold coast now if they reach out to me after class and say here's where i am do you have some ideas i can give some give some obviously after 30 plus years i know like yep. thousands of people
0: <laughs> and if you're tuning into a podcast like this one and eventually once jc finally has our website built we'll have a whole entire section like called a career corner, and we can help place people. Because I've had listeners that have happily gone and worked for for um, Rocket Mortgage. That worked perfectly into what they were trying to accomplish in their career. We've had listeners that went and worked for the local credit union, and then others have joined companies like Waterston, where they were more of a independent mortgage banker who was out there um, creating their own book of business. And then uh, uh, once the business comes in, then obviously working on the loans, the pre-approvals, the fundings, et cetera. Um, but yeah i agree with you 100 percent if anyone ever asked me like live 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 i would tell someone without doing it pick five days four hours a day i think 10 hours two days in a row i don't know what you're really going to learn i don't know how much you're going to retain um for someone like me it may work right i've been in the business for going on 20 years a lot of the stuff that's going to be covered i've probably learned and, and tested out of a couple times already and my concern with 14 personally. Fourteen days, hour and a half, two hours a day is I don't know if I can get in the groove. You know, I don't if, if I'm doing that, then am I am I worried about my kids, am I worried about my other my other job, my other schooling? Am I really focused?
1: Well, and here's the challenge. I'm basically going to deliver the equivalent of a junior or three hundred or three thousand level finance or economics class in three days with an end of course exam. Yeah. All right. You're going to remember, and you know this from all your management training and having trained people, a week after the class, you may be, if you're lucky, you remember 20 to 25% of what the instructor said. The real number is like 10%. Mm-hmm. So one of the unique things about Gold Coast, I'll give them a plug here, obviously, is we allow students to take the class as many times as they like to review for up to a year at no additional charge of their tuition. I think it's probably the most liberal retake or review policy in the industry. And so if you take it live, now because of the COVID restrictions we're cut down on the number of students we have live, to do a review, you've got to do the live stream. And those are done Tuesdays through Thursdays. But as things begin to open up again, and I'm actually beginning to get some review students in some of the larger classes based on the facility and the room, that dictates how many students we can
0: have. So so let's walk through it. The The course is 20 hours, and that is what's federally mandated. You have to take this 20-hour course, whether you do it live, whether you don't do it live, that's on you. We're recommending doing it live. Um, what's covered? Like, what is covered in, in those 20 hours? All right.
1: So you get three hours of federal law and regulation. Boring. <laughs> you mean RESPA puts you to sleep? Actually, TILA puts you to sleep. Truth and Lending Act. But... Three hours of federal regulation. Three hours on ethics and anti-discrimination. Uh,
0: needed. Oh. Needed. After living through twenty twenty uh, to two thousand six, seven, and eight, th- those three hours. Okay. All
1: right. And I always introduce that topic with especially. I teach in Florida.
0: Right. Yep. We. By the way, if if you weren't around, which obviously, if you're tuning in to this episode to make it th- this far, you might not not have been around in the business. There's, like, back then what they called the sand states. They blamed us for everything. California, Arizona, Nevada, Florida. Oh, The sand states. You
1: mean like the uh, fog the mirror loan? Yes. You got a false, you get a loan?
0: Yeah, we did plenty of those loans back in the day. Therefore, uh, teaching something like ethics and anti-discrimination is well needed, especially if you're in one of those states. (laughs) Um, All right. And then so so, um, you do that. You probably have something on... Mortgage products? Well,
1: yes, that's included. You get uh, two hours of non traditional mortgage. And here's something really fascinating, just to throw this in. There's only one traditional mortgage product according to the Safe Mortgage Licensing Act. What is that? 30 year fixed rate loan.
0: That's the only traditional. That's the only traditional. So if 15 years not traditional and 20 years not traditional?
1: Balloons, reverses, everything else. Nope. Arms everything's non-traditional.
0: Now when they say 30-year though, are they saying whether it's 30-year VA, 30-year FHA, 30-year conventional, it, that's regardless?
1: It doesn't specify. Okay. So it can be a 30-year fixed rate conventional. It can be a 30-year fixed rate FHA, VA, Department of Agriculture, USDA yep. loan. It can be a jumbo. It does, so all yeah.
0: right kids, uh, I think Bill might have uh, let you in on a little secret. Um, you might want to jot that down and maybe may one, one of the 120 questions that you're asked.
1: Uh, yes okay so we'll get to that and, and then yeah, just a moment on the 120 okay. questions but 12 hours of electives now the way gold coast has its class approved through the nmls is two hours of those electives are the florida specific material you must cover so we incorporate that in our 20-hour class other schools may not but that's the way they did the class
0: okay so that, so in the state of florida that and you were an expert in the state of florida they incorporate their own what's required within the 20 hours that you're also teaching for for this safe pre-licensing course correct there's
1: a separate two-hour block that we cover florida specifically.
0: Oh, so if I sign up, I'm actually signing up for 22 hours. I'm signing up for the 20 hours required by SAFE and two hours for Florida?
1: It could be that way. Okay. We have gotten the class approved where it's all included in oh, one. Oh, so you weaved
0: it together. Yeah. You know, one ecosystem. I like that.
1: Well, and there's a lot of overage, overlap. Yeah, yep. 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 redundancy.
0: Two, the, the, the tremendous. Hmm.
1: All right. Now, the 120-question test. Here's the great news. It's only 120 questions. So you say, well, Bill, what do you mean? That's great news. Prior to April 5th, it was 125. Oh, that, So they yep. got rid of five questions. They have pre-test questions that don't count. Okay. So now there's, when you go to take your test, five of those questions do not count. They're called pre-test questions. They don't tell you which ones those are. All right?
0: No way. No, you just, so, wait, so mixed in. So I'm going to go, I'm going to do my 20 hours and I'm going to study my butt off. And we're going to talk, by the way, Bill and I are gonna talk about how to study. Bill and I are gonna talk about tips and tricks, maybe even some, some outside services that people can, can lean into. Uh, we're gonna talk about pass-fail rates. Um, if, you, if you're not a first-time tuner-inner, if you're not a first-time <laughs> listener or watcher, um, I have notes on this table, which is rare. I normally do this show with no notes. It's usually just up here, in my heart, and my gut, and we let it flow. But because this episode is so important, and because it's been so highly requested, we also are gonna cover listener questions. So I have uh, a half a dozen listener viewer questions that that Bill's gonna summarize the episode by answering. You're so right. I throw it out there just because if you're tuning in and, and we're, we're prepping you and we're dragging you along, please know it's gonna get better, right? It's, it's we're gonna force you to listen to all 45 or 55 minutes that Bill and I are gonna lay down. Because it's important. It's important for your success. It's important for you passing. It's important for you to understand what you're getting yourself into. Sure. Um, so I, I do want to circle back because we were talking about the the 20 um, hour course. You know, you said three hours were on federal laws and regulations. I said, eh. uh, you said another three hours on ethics and anti discrimination laws. I said, yes, uh, that's definitely required. Two hours you cover mortgage products that are deemed non traditional, which wink, wink, nod, nod, not non traditional very much is a anything that's not a 30-year fixed mortgage, correct, according to the NMLS. And then there's 12 hours of electives. Can you just give me an idea? What, what does you mean 12 hours on electives?
1: Well, we go over federal privacy regulations. Okay, that sounds interesting. We cover high price and high cost loans.
0: You guys need that, that's true story. Okay, you need that.
1: Loan officer compensation, steering, y- you need and, that. steering and safe harbor. You need that. Let's see, what else is important in there? Anti-money laundering, Bank yeah. secrecy act okay suspicious yeah. activity reports yep, things yep, like that yep overview of the mortgage business how did we get where we are today um do
0: you cover like what does a processor do what does a loan officer do What does an underwriter do what does a closure do
1: yeah in the first day we'll cover that the base the four basic functions in mortgage lending originating processing underwriting and servicing okay so we cover that and come back to it at different times and make sure that everybody understands the roles Because that's part of the test. So the test, the 120 questions. Yes. The 115 that they're going to grade. Here's the magic number, 87. 87. If you get 87 correct, you get a 75.4%, you passed.
0: Think Gronk, okay, for my football fans. He wears number 87. Think Gronk. Uh, You need need to Gronk this test.
1: Well, and I can tie that in. A very good friend of mine who I've known for years now, I mentored years ago, is a fellow named Brian Holloway. He played for the Patriots in the 80s. He was their first-round draft pick in 1981. Okay. Captain on their Super Bowl team. He, He and Gronk are buddies. He's a Patriot alumni. And one of the things I was telling him I was going to be on the podcast, he said, "Well, oh man, we're going to slice that podcast up. We're going to make NFTs." I'm going, "Okay, Brian, I'm running with you on this. This I'm still is awesome. Trying to wrap my head yes, around Brian, NFTs." Yes, Brian, please make NFTs. Oh, we will. We will. Okay. Bring that in. Okay. Anyhow,
0: let's bring Gronk in too while we're at it. Well, he's right down the road.
1: Him, I don't know, but I have a little special surprise for you. But it's at the very end. Okay. All right now. Brian had to train hard to get where he was, all right? With the people that make it to the NFL, you mentioned on a previous episode that your dream is for your son to be a long snapper in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, yes.
0: Right. Yeah, we put it out there in the universe. All
1: right, that's the little thing I'm holding. Oh, that's the uh, carrot okay. I'm not going to tell you till the very end. All right, now that Brian got where he was because he was dedicated, he worked hard. And it's like one of your episodes is, leads right it's your job your job job. is to get leads well how do i get a lead what's a lead here's the best description i ever heard of that you probably really like this a lead is nothing more than an opportunity to have a conversation and if you start to think of it from that perspective everybody loves to talk jc
0: put that on tiktok put that on tiktok a lead is nothing more than an opportunity to have a conversation that's correct i once told someone my business plan going into 2019 i think was to have um more meaningful conversations on a daily basis than i had in 2018 like th- that was written on the top of my yellow legal pad of paper that sits on top of my desk my little to-do list or sometimes I call it the D.O. list, right? D.O. do. Um, little play on words I, I use to humor myself at mm-hmm. work. Um, but no, I love that, Bill. That is that is spot on. So so how do we All get on, right. we got on, on well, Brian, we got 120 or... yeah. questions, well, five it's... of those are throwaways, but you don't know which the th- yeah. which one the throwaway is, okay. And
1: it gets to the dedication. You mentioned this earlier. You sign up for the class, you get the enrollment number, you take the class, you study your rear end off, which you have to, especially if you're coming into this Outside the industry, you have no experience in real estate, no experience in this at all. You are behind a millstone. And if you think of the, I can't think of the fellow's name, the Greek myth where it, he pushes the stone up the hill and just before he gets to the top. Oh, JC's the smart one out of, out of this JC, bunch. Yeah, he's guy. off camera. The guy that pushes the rock upstairs. The yeah. Guy, as soon as he gets to the top, Is Atlas? Atlas? No, was not it Atlas? Not Atlas? It begins, was and it's not the guy that flies close to the sun and the no, 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 wax wings Icarus. melt. Anyway, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: it's a hard road to hoe. That was Icarus, use. by the way. Icarus was the flying. Yes. Idea. But it's a hard road to hoe, to use a farming term. You've got to commit yourself. And people say, well, how much do I have to say? Because some people think, hey, I'm going to go to the class. I'm going to listen to the instructor. And, you know, that's how I did my real estate. And I passed the first time this is not the real estate exam.
0: Awesome. That's only, good to know.
1: The only two exams that I can tell you based on experience are tougher than this are either the Series 6 or Series 7 stockbroker exam, okay, or the 220 Florida property and casualty exam. All right, if you've passed those tests, then you know what it takes to get through this test. Minimum 40 to 60 hours of dedicated focused time phone turned off turned upside down not paying attention to email
0: focused well you're answering one of our later questions we're gonna jump right into this a little bit okay so 48 to 60 hours after i've completed my coursework you're recommending that is put into studying preparing flashcards maybe getting a coach at which point maybe we can talk about how someone would get a coach Mm -hmm. um, once we've addressed some of these these uh upfront questions Tutoring is one of them. How to pass the exam is one of them. Um, what is the average pass rate?
1: Average pass rate is 58% first time.
0: Fifth, so so just know going into it, it's almost a coin toss, whether or not you are going to pass on your first time.
1: Basically four out of 10 people don't, and then the pass rate second time is 44%. So it's come down.
0: Well, well, well so if I don't pass the first time, I have a worse odds of passing the second time? Correct wow wow okay right. so basically of everyone who signs up raises their hand and say i want to do this we're only picking up roughly about 70 percent roughly. In, in, unless they take it a third time well then which it can drops you, to 29 can you take it a third time how many times can you take your nmls you
1: get three attempts
0: per year or in lifetime No,
1: it initially initially so you pass the class you register for the test you study if you're unfortunate enough that you don't pass, you have to wait 30 days. I okay. want you to study is yep. really what they're telling
0: you. And you're recommending obviously study because you're saying 48 to 60 hours. Minimum. So although theoretically I could pass, I could finish my course and take my exam the next day, your recommendation, especially if you're brand new to the business is that's a bit foolish.
1: It is very bullish. Yep. Yes. Now, if you are unsuccessful on your third attempt and each attempt you have to wait 30 days, you wait six months but it's not the end of the world. I had a student back in 2014, I ended up doing some tutoring with him, failed the exam five times on his sixth attempt he passed. And for the last seven years, he's been originating loans in South Florida successfully because he had the fire in the belly to succeed. Yep. And that's what it takes. The dedicated, that getting back to Brian, professional athlete, yep. all pro, played for the Raiders and the Patriots, it takes dedication, and if you really want this, and the bowels down in the fire in the belly, then make it happen.
0: So, let, let me ask you, because I don't think we finished that 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 story. I got sidetracked. I got all excited <laughs> about Gronk, and you mentioned my son, and, and long-stabbing for the Jaguars, and there's a surprise. Was Brian that guy that needed the, the No. The, okay.
1: Brian is off on a whole different plane. Okay. He ended up being a all-pack-eight tackle at Stanford. Okay. And... He got an economics degree there.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: I graduated from the University of Maryland. Yeah. All right. Brian graduated from Stanford. Okay. But we're like on this level. But some oh. things, I'm up here. Other things, I just shut up and I listen to him.
0: Okay. Br- Brian's your buddy. Yeah. Brian's your buddy who happened to know Gronk, who knew you were coming on the podcast and was like, hey, we should do something special. We should chop up some of those bits and yeah. pieces. Oh, love it. Love it. All right. Well, what's up, Brian? Thanks for the <laughs> Thanks for the love and the support. Definitely appreciate it. Um, okay. So tutoring then. All I mean, right. you're, you're talking about I need to study for 48 to, 40 to 60 hours. That's your recommendation. Do I do I put together a study group? Do I okay, find flashcards? Okay.
1: Number one, go back and review the notes and review the topics covered in your class. You've got a book. It should be highlighted. I have people bracket stuff on the end because the way I teach the class is I've taken the NMLS exam outline. It only has 541 topics and subtopics they can test you on. Now the good news is, there's some duplication. So there's really only four I love this 471 unique topics and subtopics you have to be familiar with.
0: So I have to, I have to know 471, and of those 471, 125? 120. Are 120 be on the test. 120 are going to be on the test.
1: And here's the thing. Don't get stressed out that you only got a 77. I had a student the other day text me, I passed. I said, great, what score? Because I always ask when they reach out, what score did you get and how many math questions? And here's the magic math question, two to four max. So everybody, look at me right here, (laughs) right, right here. You're watching me. Math is easy. And if you believe that, it is. And by the way, math is easy, so... Again, Jed, and, might, and even
0: still it's only going to be four to six questions you know, two, you're, maybe
1: maybe four usually yeah, you, two. you're
0: allowed you're allowed to miss like 28. so even if you missed every math question you still have another 20 you can go and miss well,
1: those are the last two i tell them to do i say look when you're going through the test go through when you get to the math questions pick c mark to review and just move on don't even stop after you go through you're going to find that some of the questions you marked for review you're going to click the answer because in every standardized exam there is always answers and questions further on that reference a question you maybe thought you didn't know in the beginning go back review make sure you got your answers the last thing you do is the math and if you end up with 30 seconds left and two math questions c c
0: yeah when in doubt go c i mean most, i learned i learned yeah, that in like middle school
1: so most test you know it's the answer they use most often cuz the person that writes the question having written over 1000 test questions from the practice exams i can guarantee you I want you reading at least three of my answers. <laughs> now, some of the time the answer is A or B. Yes. But C, then B, then D, A is the least frequently one
0: used. Whoa, whoa. Say that again. All right. Okay. Most frequently S- you yep.
1: answer, uh, question. the answer is C. Okay. But if you mark C for all 120, you're only going to get about 40 correct.
0: So, yeah, that, but, but, but statistically speaking, yeah. you, you have studies that say it goes C, B, B, then D, almost never A. Right. I love that. By the way, if you're my children listening, tune out now. This is a boring episode, not one you need to be tuned into, because especially what I'm getting ready to say, ladies and gentlemen who are tuning in and trying to pass this. Bill just said it. I don't know if you heard it. C's get degrees. So if you have a 77% and they only need a 75 for you to pass, high fricking five, move on. Because I'm guessing, Bill, there's a lot they don't teach with this.
1: We teach you what you need to know to get a license. Now, I do go over some things in class. You talked about lead generation and how do you find a lead. And I tell some stories about how I found, you know, different opportunities. And basically, if you will talk to a tree, which my wife, she'll introduce me. Is this the guy that will talk to a tree if he'll yeah. listen? <laughs> All right? Just talk. Yeah. You were talking about that earlier today. I think it was the guy's name was Jim. He had all these questions, you know, in class. And you're going, but I know he's going to be successful. Oh, Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy, because he talked to 18 people. He made 18 calls and 12 realtors want to talk to him. Yeah. It's it's, what's the old thing. Put on the uniform, show up and be present. Uh, Work hard and you will succeed. Pick
0: up your phone, right? (laughs) And then uh, imagine if you're wearing your uniform, you're present. And when the phone rings, you pick it up and you're able to say, hi, hello. How are you? No, uh, 100%. And I'm glad you teach that. Like, what I love about getting to know you as an instructor is you're one of what I call one of my favorite professors. When I went to the University of Central Florida, by the way, check out this brand new helmet I got this weekend from UCF's yard sale. So what they do at the university to raise money is they take all their old equipment and they allow, like, uh, boosters and donors and, and students and faculty and season ticket holders to come on a Saturday and buy all their used gear. Oh,
1: how cool So I'm that?
0: curious if the IRS will let me write this off because we are using it as a prop for TLOP. If maybe one day I could expense this beautiful helmet, if I can't, it's okay as a donation to my university and it looks pretty awesome on this.
1: A suggestion to, you know, I'm yes. not an accountant and I don't play one on TV <laughs> and I'm not staying at the Holiday Inn Express tonight. Marketing. Just general
0: marketing. Oh, okay. Not specifically by (laughs) line
1: item breakdown. Like, I I put my easy button on the table. You've got an easy button. Now you got a helmet. Marketing.
0: Yeah, you are the first guest to ever bring your own (laughs) your own prop. Which props to you for bringing your own prop is pretty awesome. (laughs) But no, what I was getting at is, is my favorite professors when I was at UCF were adjunct professors, right? They might have had their PhDs and something, and it could have been education, but Mm -hmm. they also practiced what they what they preached. I think if I'm looking for an instructor, I'm looking for a bill because you still originate loans for a living. You make money as a loan officer, correct? That's correct. Yep. You do at a minimum a couple of loans a month, maybe not at the the peak of your career because you have the website, you have your teaching gig, Um, you may be at a different point in life. But I love the fact that you teach what I need to know to pass the exam. But also you're like willing to raise your hand and say, this is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to know all these other things. You guys and girls should look for that. You should look for an instructor that also works in the field, who also has their hands dirty, they're down in the trenches, because you'll be able to gain so much for them, even if it's just a little sidebar comment or a quick rabbit hole that they that they jump down. Right. Um, I think that's that, that's awesome. Um, all right. we talk, Did we talk about tutoring and how to pass the exam?
1: Yeah. So with tutoring, what I've had to do, because my schedule has increased, I, I do consulting and quality control with a mortgage company in south florida now that i'm more involved with that before i will tutor anybody they have to at a minimum get a hold of my study materials and i prefer that they do the videos i have two levels with videos without 12 hours of video where i go through the nmls exam outline and explain everything to you
0: so so this is a service that you provide Yes. Okay, and I'm assuming we would find out about this by going to MortgageCommander.com.
1: Well, kind of, sort of. Okay. So MortgageCommander.com is a website I set up six years ago. And the whole reason I set it up, I got tired of students coming up on the break and going, Bill, do you have a website that I can get practice questions on? No, I don't. You should. Yeah. And just after listening to that like too many times, I wrote 240 questions put up a simple website and people started using it in passing. But then over the years i, I totally I that,
0: totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are 14 months into this little fun passion project. And yeah, now JC's out uh, trying to trying a website a website started because the the fans want to know, like, hey, where can I of to see more of this? Right. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, LinkedIn. do that's not sufficient. So that's not sufficient. So, so you so you I had your fans, your yes. fans wanted that. Okay, they
1: wanted that, and then. A year and a half ago, almost two years ago, my mother had to have back surgery. She lives with us. She's ninety-one. Well, <clears throat> a month before that, I had joined a loan officer coaching group, paid some serious, you know, good for you to do it. Yep. And I was I wanted to really focus on non-qualified mortgages and on self-employed borrowers. All right. Then my mom. Uh, one morning, Bill, help, I can't get out of bed. She couldn't walk. So, uh, you know, week in the hospital, an operation on her back later. She's got a walker now. She doesn't drive anymore. I was the caretaker who was at home. So I looked at this and I said, okay, how am I going to make lemonade out of these lemons?
0: You because know? you were ready to go out and and v- vamp up your origination business, right? That was right. the purpose of you paying a bunch of money to to be coached. Which, by the way, at some point in your career, everyone tuning in, Highly recommended that you find a coach. Um, and there's various levels of coaching. So there is coaching for when you're getting started. Although I would tell you, you should go work for a mortgage um, branch that your manager would be a really good mentor and coach for you in the early years. Even if you get to a point after a year or two or three that you have uh, maybe peaked and you now need to go coach, be coached by someone different. Yeah. At that point, maybe you look out outside. Uh, so you looked outside, you, you found coaching because you were gonna go all in. Mom gets sick, your mom's primary caretaker, so that's life throwing you lemons.
1: So now I'm at home. Okay. And I say, you know what? I want to expand the website. So I download the NMLS exam outlet. I put together my hundred. Can anyone download that? Or, yeah, oh, it's okay. on the NMLS website. Okay. And I'll, I'll provide it to people. We could probably even put it up on your website if you want. Once JC gets it done.
0: Once JC gets that website done. Come on, JC, where you at? <laughs> um, once he gets that website done, which by the way, will be TLOP online that's a great idea yeah that's a great idea but if until then if someone wanted to go oh, what's they, the website again they
1: can find well the web, my website's mortgage commander.com just go there that's all we need but I don't have it up there yet it's still oh. the basic bare bones website I okay. put up six years ago I was actually talking to my web guy on the way in this afternoon and I he's revamping it and I I'm not going to he said Bill whatever you do do not give a timeline because you know in technology everything kind of looks like it's ready to go and then
0: Oh, Something too bad. Happens. Too bad. I've already thrown June out there, and so. every time I talk to JC, I change it. And, and true story, <laughs> he went to meet with our web developer. Um, by the way, uh, he is a guest on the podcast, Dennis Miller. And um, Homeboy got sick from his second COVID shot, so he had to cancel on JC. Yeah. So I hope he didn't put us back a week, Bill. I hope I hope JC and Dennis are going to be able to get TLOP okay. online back online. Hopefully it's not okay. only a week. Yeah.
1: Anyhow. We're revamping the website, and something else I'm doing following on that, and I guess this idea from my friend Brian Holloway. Okay. Mortgage Champions XL, and the XL is not Excel the word, it's XL, all right? So I've also got that domain part, and after we get Mortgage Commander revamped, by the end of the year, I'm going to have a coaching and training website for new LOs. It may not be as comprehensive as Xenix, but it'll be you know out there, it'll be available. And if you like the way I do things, come and I would, partake.
0: I would be very interested in talking to you more about that offline sure. and, and, and watching it and maybe even supporting it as, it as it goes. So I'm guessing, and I cut you off and I apologize, I do that from time to time. <laughs> um, you all know that if you tune into enough episodes, but uh, you leaned hard into tutoring and coaching younger professionals, because you couldn't go out and and originate mortgages at the level that you were anticipating, but you found a way to stay home and bring revenue in the door by leaning into your website and offering tutoring and, I guess, would it be coaching? Would you call it coaching? Like, you you coach people how to pass? I actually have
1: one coaching
0: client right now. Okay.
1: She's a loan originator up in Ocala. Okay. Very hard worker, very determined to succeed, in fact, on my way back from Gainesville, I was up there seeing my sons yesterday. I stopped in Ocala this afternoon, and we met and had coffee. And she had like five loans she had to go over with me. I went, how do we qualify this borrow? Here's this tax return. Here's this. Here's that. And so I was reticent, hesitant to bring her on. But she bugged me so much. Bill, Bill, Bill. Kind of like in this book of Matthew in the Bible, there's a widow that goes to the judge every day seeking justice. And finally, he relents and gives her justice. All right. Finally, I relented and I. So,
0: so, so you coach. are coaching a loan officer, but you're tutoring future leaders but, on how to pass the NMLS.
1: In fact, tonight, uh, when I, we get done, I'm actually going to go to lunch with dinner with my sister. She lives here in Maitland. After that, I have a 730 to 830 one hour tutoring session via Zoom from my hotel. And I'm going to tutor the same fellow one hour tonight, one hour tomorrow night. I don't do as much tutoring as I used to because my schedule's just gotten a little crazy. Uh, If you want me to tutor you, you have to get the materials. And I really want you to get the videos.
0: And where do you go to get the materials and where do you Uh, go to get the videos? You
1: email me and I send you the information because it's, I don't have the website revamped yet where you can just go online. But Oh, but
0: these are your videos and your material.
1: My videos, my 149 page study guide that I wrote, my thousand questions, my 300 electronic flashcards, and all that is only $149. If I tutor you, it's $75 an hour on Zoom, $125 live because I have to travel. And so for less than it costs you to pay me to tutor you for two hours, you get 12 hours of videos, It's and it's 24 seven. They're on Vimeo, you can get them anytime. And so before I'll tutor, typically, you have to go through that. Every once in a while, I will tutor someone that only did the package without the videos, which is $99, because they're tight on their timeline. And I will do that. But like with Travis, we, we did some crazy tutoring. There was one time, that he was just the day before his test, he needed one last little oomph in session. I'm driving up the turnpike. I'm outside of Stewart, Florida, and I'm on a call with him. I'm doing FaceTime from the car doing tutoring.
0: Yeah, shout out to Travis Henke. So Travis Henke is a rookie loan officer here at Waterstone Mortgage, and uh, he introduced Bill and I, right? I mean, yes. I Travis swears by you. Like you hung the moon when it comes to Travis. And by the way, we swear by Travis Travis and Jimmy, who we talk about a lot are two rookie loan officers that I don't see any reason why next year they're not doing 18 to 24 million a piece, 80% of that's going to be purchased business referred in by realtors and builders. I mean, the creme de la creme and, and you helped Travis get to that point, uh, which I think is amazing. You are talking a little bit about cost which by the way, you also mentioned your email address. So your email address is webmortgage at gmail.com. By the way, if you're newer in the business, you might not know this. There's a T in mortgage. Okay. There's a running joke that that we say about people in the industry. We're like, that person's so new, they don't even know there's a T in mortgage. Okay, W-E-B for William E. Benson, mortgage, M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E at gmail.com. So they can email you. They can visit your website. Correct. Um, but but, and there's something else I want to come back to on your website and on that side business. But before we do, I, I had some notes written down here of just about cost in general. Okay. What does it typically cost to get my um, we we know there's no cost to actually get an MLS number. Right. That's just get your login, your username. Cool. But if I want to take, I, I need to take the 20 hour course. What's that cost typically?
1: The course is going to be on the low end, like 240 ish. Okay. And 240. 240 to yep. 299, depending okay. on who you sign up with. Yep. Then the exam is 110.
0: And is that everywhere I go? That's everywhere you okay. go. Okay.
1: Well, you, there's only one place you can go. Prometric is the vendor. And And that's
0: the same exam whether I'm in Hawaii, Maine, or anywhere in between.
1: You just don't know which 120 questions you're going to get. Yeah. And then it's in Florida, the license is roughly $300. And in class, people will say, "Well," and I'll go, "Look in the book here; it tells you it's $300.25." but it might be a little less, it may be a little more. And you know what? You don't care because you're gonna let them whack your credit card for whatever it is because you're ready to get the license. How
0: about on the expensive end? Like what's, what's the most expensive okay. I should be looking to pay for my 20 hour course?
1: Oh, uh, 299, maybe 369-ish, it's very competitive. Okay,
0: so like if, if someone's being quoted six or $700, that should make me like take a step back, deep breath and reassess my situation?
1: That better include questions, videos, flashcards, study guide, all that stuff.
0: Okay, so I know I like this. So so it, it's gonna cost me roughly $300 for my 20 hour course, mm-hmm. roughly $300 to actually take the test.
1: Well, to get the license, another 110, well, so you're up to 710-ish. Okay. And then if you get some supplemental materials, another 100 to 200-ish. So all in, really serious, 800. Okay. And that's if you pass the first time, hopefully. Yep.
0: But like, um, I mean, your, your average student, your average student needs how many hours with you one-on-one?
1: Oh, with me one-on-one, typically two to four, maybe. Okay. So let's say if four. That,
0: There's an extra $300. Mm-hmm. All right. And your materials another.
1: 150 ish 99 to
0: 149 so three. So for $1,200. Yeah. For $1,200, I can start a career. A career, not a job. It's not a job this is a career in the mortgage banking industry. Even if you start off thinking you're going to be a loan officer, you might not be. You may end up being a badass loan partner or a mortgage processor and then later a a um, underwriter. Mm-hmm. Like last year, guys and girls, the average mortgage processor probably made between $65 and $95,000. Correct. Right? The average mortgage underwriter made between $80,000 and $180,000. Like so you may think you want to be a loan officer and you may get into it and you fall in love with mortgage or you fall in love with the company, but you might not fall in love with the the, the scope of being an MLO. That's okay. But you're telling me for $1,200, I can Mac out, like, yeah. like I can go all-inclusive, right? Like an all-inclusive resort, sandal style down in Jamaica, but I'm going to do this for a career change Correct. or to launch a career. Yeah. Um, in my world, do you know what the average commission is, one loan?
1: Well, okay, I, I know what it is in South Florida. I mean,
0: I'll just because our it, loan amounts are higher. Yeah, but, but let's just say it's twenty five hundred dollars. That's a right. That's a it could be thirty five hundred. But but let's just say it's twenty five hundred for half of one commission. Right. For half of one commission, you could first obtain your NMLS, then sign up for the course that's going to cost you three hundred dollars, and then you're going to um, you're going to a uh, hundred and what what it was a hundred and some for the.
1: 110 for the test for the test 300 for the license 300 no you go all mac daddy 300 for for
0: for some extra study guys some extra study help and i from what i hear that's what you're recommending you're not recommending someone cram the course in 20 hours and the next day go take your test you're saying take your course over a week then spend another two to four weeks studying potentially highly consider reaching out to a service like yours or many others that probably provide it to obtain some study guides and maybe even drop an extra. Look, you're already spending 900. Why not spend an extra 150? I mean, if you're going to do something, do it well. Correct. And spend the extra 150 to buy some, some of Bill's time and Bill, some of Bill's expertise to make sure that you're in that 58 percentile. Correct. That's what you're trying to do. Because if you're not in the 58 percentile and you do fail, you're in the 42 percentile, now you have to wait how long again, Bill? 30 days. 30 days, which means that's 30 days of continuing to study. It's not like you can just, oh, shit, let me go home and cram really quickly. No. You have 30 days of being dormant and having to study, at which point your likelihood of passing is is that much lower. Correct. Right? So, it, I mean, for anyone tuning in, that's what what I'm getting from this. Okay. Now, I like this, right, because I, I do want to plug WEB Mortgage. Well, at gmail.com. Yes.
1: How cool and prescient was that that my parents, years ago, before the internet ever existed, <laughs> gave me the initials W E B. Right. I'm actually junior. My dad was William E. Benson Senior.
0: Yeah. Web Not mortgage. Time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so people say, How did you get that email? Oh, well, uh, really? I I, I I applied for it. <laughs> I went on <laughs> Gmail and I typed it in and
0: it was I got it. Yeah. yeah that's like
1: my other ego is mortgage commander at gmail.com. Yep that's based on my naval officer background although i, I made it to lieutenant because i decided at the seven-year mark it was make a career or go back into becoming a civilian and i am very happy i became a civilian
0: yeah i was going to say i mean obviously mortgage commander there has to be some kind yeah. of a tie-in so you graduated with your four-year degree then you went to ocs correct okay you spent seven years serving our country in the navy yes very cool what'd you do
1: i was a service warfare officer on two different ships out of san diego
0: Oh my San Diego! But it sucked to have to live there, didn't it? Yeah, it was really rough. Or were you were, were you out to sea ever?
1: <laughs> well, I, I joke about that because <laughs> seven years I was on active duty, four and a half of it I was floating around. Okay. And then for like a year and a half of it, I was in an overhaul period in Long Beach. But then I, I sadly, I had to live in Redondo Beach, California. Oh,
0: man, I'm I'm so so sorry to hear that. No, because your, your, your website, like on top of being the instructor for Gold Coast and, and a mortgage loan origination for for, for Halpern, um, you have your website, and that's where the people listening are probably gonna find you, right? They're gonna find you because they're gonna reach out to you. They want your study material. They possibly need to, and I'm suggesting this, by the way, they need to highly consider dropping an extra 150 or $300 to get some some form of a private tutor um, it's a serious business. It's your career. Like treat it that way. Um, but here's what I love. Um, hope you don't mind. I'm gonna share this. Okay. Okay. There are companies out there that are like, oh, 10 of our 10 of our proceeds, right, go towards X, Y, Z, or a portion of our proceeds. Well, what does a portion mean? Oh, it could be one penny of every dollar that we net profit. But what Bill is doing with MortgageCommander.com. of his gross revenue, right? Correct me if I'm wrong here. Before you get paid, before you pay your web developer, before you pay your taxes, that money comes in, you have 10% of your gross proceeds, the big number, going towards two charities that are near and dear to your heart.
1: Well, it's actually more like 5%, but yes. Okay. Two charities. Okay. and uh, For those of you on the podcast that are watching... I just um, apologize in advance, not that I have to, but I typically get emotional when I talk about these two subjects. The first um, nonprofit that my wife and I support is a breast cancer support organization called Your Bosom Buddies. They're based out of South Florida. And the reason we support them is 10 years ago, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. And the real irony of this is at that time, She's a registered nurse. She was a research oncology nurse and her specialty was breast cancer. Wow. All right. So this group provided counseling and all sorts of other support. And as a result of their involvement in our lives, I decided when I started the website six years ago, that I was going to give some back of what we received. So we got the website going, and little by little it's built up, and my wife would go to the meetings. And about every three months, I'd send her with a check, and she'd go to the lady that runs it and said, here, Bill, wants you to have this. And she'd go, what's this? I said, well, my husband has a website that he does training on, and he wants to give back to our group because of the impact it had in our lives. Wow. Tell him thank you. Three months later, another check. Then it got to the point where every other month I'd send a check. And then I'd go to the Christmas party with them, and they'd all be, you know, oh, thank you so much. This is so nice. So then, not this year, but a year and a half ago, because last year they had to cancel the gala because of the COVID, my wife gets a phone call. And the woman who runs the organization, Linda, she says, we're going to give Bill a plaque because of all the crazy
0: how cool is that
1: that he's done he says how do you want the plaque to read and I just said uh Bill Benson mortgage commander so that's all he wants yeah so I I, next time I'm gonna I figure we're gonna get together again oh yeah and and uh, my next visit to you I will bring you my pink plaque that I got from the bosom but can we put it right here we can put it right there beautiful I would love to do that. So, and then the backside of this is I I relate this story in class as I present the materials. My wife became a peer counselor for this group, and three of the students I've had since I started doing this came up to me on the break after I did this presentation, and they said, I've just been diagnosed with breast cancer. Can I have your wife's contact information?
0: Wow.
1: I never made a penny from this website the opportunity to hook them up with my wife
0: priceless right Priceless. yeah absolutely priceless
1: then the second group is but a real partner. quick because yeah.
0: I, I want to come back to that so it is your bosom buddies your bosom buddies um they have a website
1: yeah kind of it's your bosom buddies too it's a volunteer to t- t-o-o no the the
0: the, the number two. it's
1: hard to say
0: well i'm curious if if
1: people wanted to donate there are ways to do it the main um group is called your bosom buddies they're out of boca palm beach area okay and if you want to send a donation and then you earmark it for the miami group they will get
0: it okay um and, and i say that because uh this episode hasn't even aired yet but we interviewed one of my favorite loan officers ever a guy by the name of kevin murphy kevin did like almost two hundred units last year for like forty eight million. And he's one of my favorite people because one, I've known him since sixth grade, but B, I hired him at twelve dollars an hour to be my assistant mm-hmm. nine years ago. And I've watched him grow and I've watched him develop into this kick ass mortgage professional. And I said to him, he's a huge Buffalo Bills fan. And you know, if you're if you follow football, if you know anything about professional football, Bill's mafia, that fan base is one of the best fan bases ever. In fact, when you're on YouTube checking out the Loan Officer Podcast, go ahead and in the search bar, put in Bills Mafia, and they do really cool things. Like when something happened a couple years ago in a and one team beat another team, and by beating that other team, it, it propelled the Bills into the playoffs. Bills Mafia found out who the quarterback's charity was of the winning team and sent like $30,000 or 100 dollars something ridiculous amount of money. This fan base to a quarterback for the team that they don't support, right? And, the, and they're known to do this every single year. So I said to Kevin, and JC's a big proponent, if we put it out there in the universe, it may mm-hmm. happen. How cool would it be as this show continues to grow and people continue to like it and share it and subscribe and tell their friends and their family, and JC finally gets that freaking website built so we can really promote all the good stuff that we're doing, how cool would it be if the Tealoppers, right? If the mm-hmm. Tealoppers did something like, hey, what if everyone who tuned into this episode which is going to be thousands right what if she just gave five dollars what if two thousand people each gave five five dollars we would we would raise i mean i'm oh, not a math not, major a here major. bill but i think it's ten, ten thousand dollars so i want to find out how do we as the loan officer podcast and the fan base how do we each give five dollars because we tuned in into this episode mm-hmm. that didn't have any commercials that didn't really pimp out or promote that many companies besides the ones that bill works for um how do we pimp out your bosom buddies and how do we raise 10 grand for them
1: i think i want to talk to the lady that runs it linda burgess okay and i want to potentially set up a gofundme okay because that would probably be the best way to do it so not that i don't want the love coming back but if, if, if you set up own. a
0: GoFundMe, we'll yeah. find a way to get it posted on YouTube, to get it posted on uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, you know, you people can obviously reach out to you directly, Correct. right? You can have your your GoFundMe, maybe put it up on yours. Just how cool would that be? That
1: would be way All right. cool. All right.
0: So how about how about the the second one?
1: The second group is a veterans group. Okay. Being a former naval officer, uh, one of my students and her husband started a charitable organization. Called Host a Hero. And their website is, I should have looked this up, it's probably hostahero.org. But they took their vacation home. And one day they were having a conversation with some friends, and they've all got second homes down in Key Largo, Tavernier, in Isla Mirada, in the Florida Keys. And they said, You know, we don't use our homes that all, all the time. Why don't we set something up and we'll Go and we'll find out what it'll take to send members of the special forces and their families on a one-week vacation, everything paid for, airfare, transportation, food, um, excursion, whatever. You can do it up to $10,000, and it doesn't violate any federal law. And so when I met her in class, she mentioned this to me. And then when I was tutoring her, she made all these flashcards, 300 of them. That's why I have 300 e-flashcards. Oh, good so for you. So when we got done tutoring, I said, would you be willing to let me have your flashcards? I want to include them in my study package, and then I will donate a portion of the proceeds back to Host A Hero for your input. She says, oh, I'll give them to you. You don't have to. I says, no, you don't understand. I want to because... <laughs> The two groups that are probably most important to me in my life, breast cancer support and veterans, and this way, I get to give back to both.
0: No, I I love um, special forces because I don't know if you know people tuning in really know what it's like to be a a um, married to a special forces person, to be the child of a special forces person. You're talking about someone who signs up to go to the most dangerous, remote places that you most likely can't tell your spouse where you're going. You can't really have contact and they have a general idea of when you're going to be home, but not really. Maybe may, may, they, they may know when you're going to get home and you have no communication. Like, you know, my friends who have been deployed in Iraq in and Af- Af- Afghanistan, love them dearly. They served our country. How amazing. They had satellite phones. They had email for the most part they were able to communicate it wasn't daily right they were it was still a sacrifice it was still a high stress but they they weren't the same as as the special forces that that I'm aware of that when they disappear it could be a jungle in South America doing something that we're not supposed to know what they do and we don't know how long they're going to be gone for so that's a massive sacrifice that their children and their spouses are are making yeah um on I mean look we all make sacrifice we all make but that's like going above and beyond so i love the fact that it's so specialized that it's like no we want and do they really want active duty special forces that's mm-hmm. and, and i'm sure there's a requirement i'm sure you have to petition or or submit your paperwork and get selected somehow right somehow um but no and, and that's host a hero host a hero. so host a hero your bosom bettys mm-hmm. all right you ready to do some questions yes let's, all right let's let's, let's let's jump in right here <laughs> I, I i got my questions um so i'm going to ask i'm going to ask them as if they're asking you okay hey bill if i plan to originate in multiple states should i study for and pass all of those state exams first or just do my home state and worry about the other states once i'm hired on somewhere
1: great question start with the home state wherever that is because it's the same 120 question test anywhere in the country you'll do different you know two hour three hour five-hour. Utah, all right. Watch out in Utah because they have a 15 hour separate Utah curriculum.
0: Ooh, so Utah is actually one of the states that we get a lot of comments and questions. So I'm glad you threw it out there. So if you're trying to license in Utah, say that again
1: 20 hour pre licensing, 15 hour Utah specific webinar course.
0: Okay. Uh, But your advice is start with your home state. Start with, your, start home with state. your home state. And I would tell you that just from a marketing standpoint, like start with your home state, because if you're gonna buy into what I coach and teach, you're now gonna try to become a, a local expert and you're gonna market yourself in your community. Most of your business should be coming from your local community with the ability to help your friends that are outside. Now, obviously, if you're living in Maryland, where you're from the DC area, if you're in the DC area, well, you kind of need maryland virginia possibly delaware because people are buying second homes in rehoboth beach but if you're in central florida like we are i mean you're you're only lending for the most part in florida um but maybe if you're in the panhandle like you said you once lived in fort walton beach mm-hmm. well we call that lower alabama right so you <laughs> LA. have yeah yeah so 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 you have you have fort walton you're also going to need georgia you're also going to need alabama and possibly even mississippi and louisiana Um, But okay, I like that. But how about this one?
1: Well, because here's the other, back side of that. Once you get approved in Florida, let's say Florida is your home state, wherever your home state is, all you have to do to get the license in the next state is do their state-specific requirement. Now, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri do not require any state-specific.
0: Get out of town.
1: But they do require a sponsorship from a company. So, yes, you can get licensed in Florida, and then immediately after you get licensed, you can apply in those other three states, but you have to have somebody lined up to work for.
0: Correct. Right. So, so basically get my home state, get hired on, and then pluck off the states that only require me to have, have a sponsorship. And right. Cause yeah. now I've, now I'm up to maybe four or five states. And then if a state needs me to take additional, whether it's a two hour course or a 15 hour course, at which point I will then take the course, take the exam, well, pass no, it.
1: There's no other exam. Well, there's a, an exam at the end of the webinar. Okay. Uh, typically 15, 20, 25 questions. But once you've got the license in your home state, you've got the license, you've got the 20 hour class done. So,
0: so should I be less freaked out to take my, my state portion then? Yes. L- like I'm in Utah or what are some other states that come to mind that are going to be, a little bit more restrictive
1: like four hours north carolina is three or four new york is three
0: um which state is the easiest
1: florida by my reckoning is because as i as i look through all this we don't require sponsorship okay you take the class you take the webinar you pass the test you apply for the license you get the license it's inactive until you find a company to go to work for and then you affiliate with the company once you've got the license so let's say you get licensed in florida And you want to get licensed in georgia all you have to do is do the georgia webinar pass their quiz at the end and submit your application and as long as your criminal background check and your credit report are six months old or less you typically don't even have to redo those oh wow now the one caveat on multiple states continuing education
0: Ooh, we haven't talked about that yet
1: eight hours every year now that 12 of the states do not have any state specific CE. So you can do a course if you're in any of those states and it counts for those. And
0: then, all those then I have recipro- re- reciprocities for reciprocity on that education. Do you know those twelve states on the top head? of your head? No. Well what are some of them that you can recall. I any? I don't even recall okay. any of them. Yeah. No you you threw <laughs> the caveat, look like I know Florida inside yeah. and out. I know enough about the other forty nine states to be dangerous if someone wanted to do that research, is there a certain website you would tell them to go to?
1: NMLS Resource Center. Okay. The NMLS, NMLS Resource
0: Center. So just Google NMLS Resource Center.
1: Same website they got their NMLS number on. It. Okay. All the information is there. In fact, when you get to that page without even having to log in, there's a map of the country and you click on the state that you're interested in. Boom. It tells you what you need to get licensed in that state.
0: Would you think someone would be any more desirable to a potential employer if they had multiple state licenses?
1: Depends on your company and the lead generation module. You mentioned Rocket Mortgage, all right? There's other companies that are more call center centric.
0: Yep, consumer direct versus what I call business to business. Correct.
1: I have a friend of mine down in, he lives in Coral Gables. He works at a company in Coral Gables. He is licensed in 43 different states, five of them are the zero states all right okay like florida's got one hour florida specific ce you need so he only has to do right 308 hours of ce every year oh no i take that back it's really the seven hours covers it just about everywhere so then you just add in the other states it's probably a 50-ish hours but what but he's he's spending two
0: weeks of his career uh, each year two weeks of his 52 just doing continuing education
1: i guarantee he's doing online and off hours when he can't generate loans or work on his loans yes
0: but you know it's interesting but if you work for a bank or you work for a bank owned mortgage lender for the most part you're not doing this now there there are some states by the way as an independent mortgage um and mortgage banker who happens to work for a bank or a bank lo Mm -hmm. there are certain states that still have increase requirements like like we have loan officers it's pretty easy for a loan officer here at waterstone to lend in 48 of the 50 states like we don't do hawaii because hawaii requires you to have a physical location Mm -hmm. and we don't do new york because well it's new york um i won't even go there (laughs) from this on this episode um but uh but there are certain states that when we look at the requirements i'll throw massachusetts out there we look at mass no not massachusetts it was new hampshire we looked at new hampshire whatever was being required by the state of, of new hampshire by our loan officer and our branch manager it was so cumbersome that we just told the loan officer go ahead and refer that to a new hampshire loan officer get your 500 dollars referral fee because we can do that because we're we're work for the yeah. same company and move on and i know you mentioned to me off camera there's states like west virginia and minnesota that kind of play by their own rules
1: well they've require a separate test on their material okay when everything changed back in 2009 all the states had to have a separate 50 question test on state specific laws within the next few years all the states were giving feedback to the NMLS Says, look this is similar almost everywhere there's some nuances but everything is pretty similar let's move toward a national model and then when you expand the test like when i did my original NMLS test it's 100 questions they expanded it to 125 in 2012 i took the supplemental test so i can basically qualify anywhere in the country and Minnesota and West Virginia were the only two holdouts. Florida by the way was a holdout until the end of 2017 on the separate test. Wow. So anyhow, I look at it like this. Shout out
0: to Eric Prutzman. I'm pretty sure Eric Prutzman who is the lobbyist in Tallahassee, he lobbies on behalf of the Mortgage Bankers Association of Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Eric had a lot to do with that because that would have been something an item that the Mortgage Bankers Association would have been advocating for was to to make it to make our test similar to what the rest of the nation was doing. Right.
1: Make it more s- which, streamlined.
0: Which, for anyone who's entering into this industry, allow me to get on my soapbox for like 30 seconds, get involved in your trade organizations, whether it's the Mortgage Bankers Association, whether it's the National Association of Mortgage Professionals, NAMP, MBA, like like it's your profession. right? The same, the same gusto that I used to say drop the $1,200, go all in, go all mm-hmm. inclusive. Also, Take that same gusto and and start attending your trade organization's monthly meetings, their annual events, and then help them advocate to Tallahassee, Washington, D.C., et cetera. Um,
1: All right, right, how
0: about this? Uh, On the same lines that we were were keeping everything on, hey, Bill, I'm moving. I love Orlando, but, man, I love North Carolina. Should I just wait and do North Carolina, or should I go ahead and – test now, pass it, and then worry about North Carolina when I move.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have some fun with your audience. Okay, you did an episode, I don't remember which one called the cost of waiting.
0: Oh, and that's if- one of my favorite episodes ever. Okay. The fact it hasn't gone viral yet actually uh, um, intrigues me. I hope it does. But go ahead. Yes. All right,
1: so along those lines, the cost of waiting to refinance or the cost of waiting really to purchase the home mm-hmm. and get in and as you talk about building generational wealth potentially is huge. I don't know about your home here, but in Miami, we refied a year and a half ago. I checked on an AVM that's really accurate about a week ago. My house is up like 120 on the AVM from when I refied.
0: Yeah, so even if it's wrong, you're up 90 grand. Correct. Okay.
1: <laughs> Whip me, beat me, make me yes. write bad checks. Yeah. So the cost of waiting on getting the license, the longer you wait, the longer the current situation we're in is going to become shorter. Rates are now at historic lows. They're back in the high twos and the low threes. That is free money. You can't compete with that. When I started doing this 33 years ago, I was um, writing loans in California where I got started. I was refining people out of 16 and 18% loans. I was selling 14% wow. Fanny, Freddie money. Wow. And I made more money in 1988, my first year as a loan officer, than I made in 1987, my last year as a naval officer. All right? 14%. Yeah. One-four. Yeah. One yeah, there we go. Dyslexic, okay. Um, people need a place to live. People will always look to refinance, whether it's to lower their rate and payment or because they want to build a pool, do an addition. Any number of reasons, pay for an education. There are lots of reasons to do a refinance. Get the license as soon as you can. Get it now because you get it in Florida. You're moving to North Carolina. Gorgeous area, by the way, that's where my dad retired to. But once you have the license, you move to North Carolina. You can go to work for a company under what's called transitional authority or temporary authority. And for 120 days, you can originate, write loans, get paid, and all you have to do in that 120-day period, if you're already licensed, is pass the North Carolina-specific course and then apply in North Carolina. And if they ask you to do an updated background check, no big deal because your fingerprints are good for three years. And here's why. The FBI will not do a background check on fingerprints more than three years. old.
0: Interesting. That is phenomenal advice. And it makes perfect sense. So to answer listener viewers question, yeah, do it now. Mm -hmm. Don't wait. Do it now. And it'll make it that much easier when you do move to a get hired because you're going to have the 120 days of reprieve before you have to take your Mm -hmm. state. Um, Yeah, it's it's perfect. You have answered or we have answered. Everything else that we had written down, I actually commend you for being able to tie it all together into one show. So before we go ahead and call this an episode, any parting shots, any last-minute tips, tricks, advice? I mean, this episode is all about preparing for, studying, and passing the NMLS course. What, What did we not cover? What do people need to be able to take away, tie down, and use it for their betterment?
1: We've covered everything, but just to sum up, take the class, get your NMLS number, study, whatever that means, prepare, pass the test, get into the industry. Now, once you get into the industry, do not try to think about every potential scenario you could come up with, Jimmy. Go out and find business, because the way you learn this business, the way I learned this business, is I brought in loans.
0: 100%.
1: Um, I can't tell you the number of students that come up to me on the break. Oh, I wish I knew what you knew. Well, in yeah. 30 years, you'll know it. But there's I can't do the Vulcan mind meld where I can be Mr. Spock and transfer 33 plus years of experience into you. It doesn't work that way. That's number one. Number two, do not look at the money. How much money can I make? You can make as much as you want to make, but look at helping families. What you are doing is you are helping families pursue their dreams. All right, I haven't been in the mortgage business in close to 30 years, because three years in, I figured out I was in the dream-making business. Well, I love that. And every day when I wake up and I ask myself, whose dreams can I help come true today? It's got nothing to do with Mickey and the fact we're in Orlando. If I go out and I'm thinking about who can I help accomplish their goals, needs, wants, desires, and dreams instead of, Oh, i got to find somebody that needs a mortgage. What a different spin. I'm doing the same thing, but it's a different thing mentally. And number three, do not look at the loan amounts. Look at units. You want to close units. I would rather close, I'd rather have 10 loans for $100,000 in the pipeline than one jumbo for a million. Because if the jumbo kicks out, I'm hosed. I'm not making the mortgage payment next month. If one of my ten kicks out, I'm still funded nine, and I got nine hundred thousand funding. If I'm making one point, let's just use one point, because yep, it's 100 all hundred basis over the points. Hundred yep. basis points. I just made nine grand. Yeah. Well, I want to make a hundred grand a year. All right. What's twelve times nine thousand? That's a hundred and eight thousand. Remember, math is easy. I'll convince some of you yeah. by the end of this <laughs> podcast. It comes, and it's you know the whole thing we talked
0: about. N- not not only that, but that's nine past clients. That's nine times how many friends, family, coworkers, neighbors do they have. Really? That's not. Yes. Yes. I love that advice. Focus on the units. Now, ultimately, once you've made it to level three and you may be coaching with me, I will talk about, hey, let's look at your average loan size. Mm-hmm. But that's once you've already conquered the unit game. Once you're already doing 100 plus units a year, now we're going to talk about how can you do 120 units and also increase your average loan size correct right but that's not for this and i love your advice what else well, one, one or two more great pieces, of advice, great pieces of advice from the legendary bill benson mortgage commander.com
1: all right your web presence your social media presence all right i have the website if you go to it if you sign up for the study materials on the website it's just the questions because we're revamping it all right and then I'll email you and I'll give you the other options for the other materials. But you'll notice on the web, sadly, I don't have Host a Hero there yet. That's one of the upgrades we're doing. You'll see some stuff about um, your bosom buddies, your social media, your webpage, you put on that webpage what is important to you as far as a nonprofit or a charitable organization that you either support with your time or your money. Let people see there is more than you than just somebody that hacks loans and is only interested in originating loans. Let them see the other side of you that they're not going to get a chance to see necessarily. People
0: do business with people. I mean, be a person.
1: Gee, Zig Ziglar, God rest his soul, been gone for a while. People will do business with you for three reasons. Because they like you, because they like you, because they like you. Now, I have stolen Zig's quote, and I've expounded on it. People will do business with you for three reasons, and then this will be the tie-up, and then I'll give you the carrot. People will do business with you because they like you, they trust you, and they respect you.
0: Agreed, 1,000%.
1: Okay, now you ready for the carrot?
0: I'm ready for the carrot, Bill.
1: All right. So the way I met Brian Holloway is when I was at the University of Maryland, I was leading a couple of Bible studies each week for two different high schools. Brian went to one of the schools, Churchill High School in Potomac, Maryland. Well, one of the other fellows that he played football with in high school was a guy named Dan Edwards. Dan has no clue I'm doing this. I don't even know if he'll figure this out. and Maybe I'll have to let him know you've got to listen to this podcast, but you've got to listen all the way to the end, or you can fast-forward if you want. <laughs> Dan graduated from the University of Oregon, and then he got a master's in business administration. He got a master's at Ohio University in sports management. Went to work for the Dolphins as their advance guy. Well, that was 1984. and Wouldn't you know it, Dan comes out to San Diego, gets a hold of me. Hey, Bill, I'm in town. Let's get together. We get together. He says, oh, by the way, here's two tickets for you for the game. I had Bob Trumpy's tickets, the old announcer from NBC. Dan, you know, got some tickets for me. Dan went from there. He went to work for the Steelers. He was there for nine years. In 1994, what team was started in the northeastern eastern part of Florida?
0: The Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Dan went to work for them. Dan is now their senior vice president in charge of media and alumni relations. Now, I haven't. Spoken to him or texted him in, in a while, but if he hasn't retired yet, and even if he has, when your son is ready to get a tryout, I will do what I can to assist that process. That
0: is fantastic. I will um, I will let my son know that he's 16. He's entering his junior year um, at the local high school. He needs to get his snap times down. He knows that he needs to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger bigger he's six 385 pounds but
1: six three is good yes he needs to put at least another 60 pounds on that here's another th- all right i'm going to give you a little secret that i was a center okay all right the secret i'm going to give you is with your son's height and he can put on and he doesn't have to put all the weight on in the next two years because he can
0: do it at college where they have yeah more, we're talking long snapping bill we're not we're, we're not talking about having to play, be the next uh sunday jeff is- sunday you know or Saturday. It? Was it Saturday? Was it just Saturday? It just Sunday. The no, Colts Center under was, Peyton Manning. There
1: were two different – one guy had a, was Sunday, another guy was – Saturday was Peyton's. Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Here's a trivia question for you. Okay. What position do a lot of long snappers in the NFL play?
0: They long snap.
1: Well, but they have a secondary position.
0: Well, they have to go down the field and make a tackle
1: tight end
0: well correct yeah yeah, yeah. yep and, and that's actually the vast majority yes, of long snappers are or, tight ends and correct
1: your son is 6'3 he's got the height yep he gets up to 215-ish 205-215-ish in the next couple of years goes to college builds himself up to 245 he will be positioned to play that position
0: 100 percent. no bill thank you so much for your time this was amazing like he is bill benson his website is Commander.com. His website is webmortgage at gmail.com. I'm Dustin Owen, he's Bill Benson. You've tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. Please like us, share us. We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, at the Loan Officer Podcast. You can watch us on YouTube, or you can tune in on Apple, on Spotify, and anywhere else that you find podcasts. One last thing. One last thing
1: that was easy
0: we'll end it there thanks for tuning in peace